Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Oh, hang on. I'm joined by Nacho. Oh, Nacho Fry. Oh, no. He's good. The, the mic's I think he okay. just wants his own microphone. You want to say hi, Nacho Fry? I think he wants to eat it, though. I mean, he oh, wants to have a nice good microphone to eat. So we're actually joining each other over distance. Um, but we switched places. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Nacho, you know, stop it. Oh. Oh. Okay. Hang on. Yeah, hanging on. You guys. Oh, my God. So no, I'm in Maryland. Well when you're not talking in the microphone. Yeah, well, that happens. <laughs> I'm in Maryland with Nacho. <laughs> Nacho is very stressed for some reason, and he keeps trying to eat the pillows from the couch, and I hide them, and then he crawled over me to get back at them. <laughs> there are like 50 yeah, chew toys up on the couch, full of pillows. and he wants the pillows. The poor guy is real stressed it out. Is ba- he does try to like molar gnaw into them, so that's uh, yeah. it, is, it requires attention. Otherwise, yeah. we'll have holes in our pillows. They will have holes. Stop it. No. No. <laughs> oh, Nacho. Oh, honey. So to those listeners, I mean, to those fans, to those members of the squad. Friends of the who squad. Who are wondering what Nacho's, how Nacho's doing as an only dog. Not mm. so well. Nacho. Stop. Stop it. He's very stressed out. He's, it's, he's very stressed out. He's trying to add so much chaos that he seems like three dogs. So... Let's just get into it. And we'll come back to the stuff. So I am in Maryland with Nacho. On Monday, Ingo, you drove Nacho up and you guys were here Tuesday and we're recording on Wednesday and you and I swapped places today and we'll talk about the logistical feat later. Uh, but I have been with the six dogs in Florida and you have been with Nacho here and today we switched. And I think... The six dogs down there with Cheddar and Remy have been a lot of work, and I think Nacho is more work alone than those six dogs were together. He's certainly giving everyone a run for their money because he's very demanding. Yeah, he is. He's a needy boy right now. All right. I mean, I feel bad for him, and he has flashes of super being a great boy, uh, but he's also yeah. really strong. All right. So let's go back to the beginning. The cocktail of the week this week is the Mind Eraser, which I feel like I could benefit from. It's a good uh, name, right? I, I know. Want some. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, one of the greatest cocktail names with Suffering Bastard and Painkiller. And I should have it's made really one. Um, it is equal parts coffee liqueur like Kahlua, vodka, and soda water. So it's sort of fizzy, <laughs> like a white Russian without the cream. It'd, it'd be real good. I'm going to make one when we're done. I like it. I like the mind eraser mm-hmm. concept. So that is brilliant. so. That's what. You yeah, need like sometimes. now would be great. Um, <laughs> you want to do a quick administrative corner? I've, I mean, if you can just make something up for me, that would be great. Because, you know, I love administrative um, So this week I sent out all the missing medals for people who contacted me. So if you contacted me, you should probably get them within a week. If you have not contacted me and you don't have your medal, um, if you're not like in Australia or something, let me know and I'll send you another one. Um, but yeah, that's administrative for If you're in Australia, it might still be on the It boat. takes a long time to get stuff to Australia. 
Um, and New Zealand. Yeah, once there, it never comes back. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do dog updates. Nacho Fry, what the heck, my guy? He's so stressed today. He's been like, he just has started doing this pillow thing. But like I was teaching class tonight and he was like crawling on top of me during class and then like looking at the camera. Uh, he's just, I don't know why he's so stressed out today. He's been here for three days. I know he went up and down for me. I mean, it's been a, a curve. He was real stressed as soon as we arrived, but that sort of made sense. He'd been in the car for 20 yeah. hours with me. You want to talk about um, your road trip? And then he... You can... We have a... Ingo, I sure. can hear a very loud dog panting into your... That's it. Oh, that's Brody. Mm-hmm. Tell him uh, we are professionals. Look, if I'm not touching him, he'll... And we... <laughs> Professional dog wranglers. We need better audio quality. And yet... No, Nacho. Fair nope. enough. I feel like if I'm not touching Brody, he's going to start All right, barking. well, we can just... So, we'll do the experiment. I'm going to be yelling at Nacho the whole time, so it's going to be one of those podcasts, I guess. <laughs> People are going to be yelling and yelling. Yeah, I mean, the, the the road trip was... I mean, it's getting to be quite routine and unremarkable. I left at about 5.30 with Nacho, gave him breakfast at about 8.30 in the car some rest stop or some gas station. He's a really good car eater and car drinker. And we made good time, and I got in about mm, 12.30, probably, close to 12.40, somewhere around there, before one. Um, And he ran around the yard a lot, and then he also did that thing where he was trying to Mm -hmm. eat the pillows and was was just sort of very... Anxious. I yeah. Think anxious. So I put him in his crate and then he oh, settled down and went to sleep. Not for as long as I wanted. I think he was up by seven. I think he was up at six, to be honest. But, um, and then during the day he settled down and then I took him for a couple of walks and he, uh, he, he was sleepy by the end of the day. And then, do you want to talk about the logistics today? Oof. Because they're almost inconceivable. I mean, there's like, Game shows that require logistics of this, that reward logistics of this uh, complexity. It's like that, what was that, the greatest race or whatever? So, the race around the world. Ingo drove his car up to Maryland, but he flew back down to Florida because it would have been dumb to drive another 20 hours. Plus, I have to, I had to come to Maryland today anyway. Like, I had my ticket book long ago, and. Somebody needs to be down with the dogs in Florida while I'm in Maryland. So we clearly had to swap places today. So there's a direct flight from D.C. to Key West. And then that plane just turns around and flies back to D.C. So it's literally just it's the, the same, same plane. plane. It is not just a, a return flight. It's yeah. A, so it leaves D.C. at train. 8. It gets to uh, Key West at like 11. And then it leaves for D.C. at noon and it gets here at 3. And so... <laughs> So Ingo has a car here in Maryland, and I was in Florida, and so what we did is Ingo drove the car in Maryland to the D.C. airport and parked it and got on the 8 a.m. flight and arrived in Key West at 11, where I met him in the parking lot of the Key West airport and handed him the keys and gave him a hug and then boarded the plane that he had just come off of, uh... I mean, we saw each other for what, like five minutes in the parking lot? It was the greatest time of the day. Uh, it was so good. I had to vote because I had forgotten to request a mail-in ballot and I'm not going to be in Florida next week. 
So uh, I voted and then I was like, I have 15 minutes before Ingo's flight is supposed to land. So I went to Taco Bell and I got two orders of nacho fries. And uh, I was like, Ingo, I have nacho fries for you because, you know, they were going to be warm since you're meeting me in the parking lot. And so Ingo ate his nacho fries and I gave him a hug. I was very happy. I I was very appreciative of the nacho fries. Um, Because we were like, because Ingo forgot to bring a key to my Jeep with him up to Maryland. So he would have it when he landed back in Florida. But the timing worked that we had about five minutes where I didn't have to be through security yet. And you were out of the airport, which would only work in Key West where you just walk up the plane and then you're out of the airport. Um, Yeah. So so we got to give each other a hug and spend five minutes in the parking lot. And uh, exchange nacho fries. That was significant. Yeah, a- event in my day. I gave you the keys and a I mean, exchange transfers. Yep, to, a, bo- to a box of nacho fries and the car keys, and then I got back on a plane, and uh, and came up here to Maryland. In between, we had two people stop by the house and love on nacho see fry, um, while you were gone and before I got back, and that went well. He's just retrieved one of the pillows I've been hiding yeah. from him. Oh no! Don't unplug the podcast. No wait. Oh. <laughs> All right, I've put Nacho in his crate. I also uh, made myself a mind eraser after I did that, and it was delish. That's a great idea. <laughs> all, I, um, all I did was go get a beer, which is, you know, my mind, my mind eraser. That's pretty good too. So, anyway, yeah, it was quite the logistical feat we pulled off, um, where the timing worked out great that I could hand you car keys and I didn't have to like hide them somewhere, and we got to have a hug. My only regret, because this would have been cool, is that I should have found out what seat you were going to be in, and I would have put a note in the back, the seat back, <laughs> in front of your seat, saying, hi, Jen, welcome to this flight, <laughs> because it's the same plane, and I was just getting off that flight. It is so very, it would have been very fun. It's very much a thing you would do, for sure. Oh, yeah, I just didn't know which seat you had, and if I put it in the wrong one, it gets weird. <laughs> Someone's going to be weirded out. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That, that was our logistical mastery today. Everybody got taken care of. Oh, and, and just tying this in with dog updates. So Cheddar today had his dental cleaning, which went great. They didn't have to pull any teeth. He did fine under his anesthesia, but he had to be dropped. He's very sensitive to anesthesia. Yeah. What'd Faith call him? A cheap date? He's a cheap date. He was just—he just was knocked out from very little <laughs> anesthesia. Uh, but he didn't have any problems. But he had to be dropped off and picked up. So this morning, I dropped him off before I went to the airport, and then Ingo picked him up after he got back. So it was like I was like, "Don't call yeah. me because I'm going to be out of the state when he's done with this surgery." Speaking of cheddar updates, where's he going tomorrow? Going up to the ophthalmologist. The poor guy like couldn't have breakfast today because he was having this dental procedure. And then he also isn't allowed to have breakfast tomorrow, I think, in case they have to sedate him for this eye. It's not a procedure. They're just checking him to see if he's a candidate for his cataract surgery. So he's going up to Miami yeah, tomorrow. I mean, we'll see. Uh, would you... I'm bringing a bag of food. Yeah, for sure. He can. He sh- He is allowed to eat as soon as it's done, right? Yep. So... Uh, but since I am in Maryland, we have the dog sitter, the Florida dog sitter coming to visit the squad midday since Ingo's going to be gone for 
more than six hours. It's six hours of driving plus however long he's going to be at the vet, which could be an hour and it could be four hours, and we just don't know. They would not specify. They said it's just something that the doctors do between surgeries, these tests. So yeah. they, did, they don't exactly know when they'll get to him. Uh, but it's good. I mean, we should know tomorrow then, probably tomorrow, if he's a candidate for the cataract surgery or not. Uh, and if he is, we'll get it, and that would be great. And if not, given the current status of things, we'll he'll go up for adoption. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let me tell you guys, the last couple of days, uh, look, with Nacho out of the house in Florida, so you brought him up here to Maryland on Monday. You guys left Monday, Monday. morning. So at all day Monday and all day Tuesday yep. without Nacho, everybody is way more relaxed. Do you notice that now that you're back? I mean, I know things are disrupted, but do you feel like it? Uh, they're they're all sleeping. That's true. <laughs> no one's and no one's climbing on me or trying to eat the pillows. So you know, uh, may also, we may know <laughs> whose fault that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Remy was much more. Everybody just seemed much more relaxed. Um, because Nacho, I was listening to our podcast for last week and you were calling him a bowling ball and you know, the bowling ball is not knocking everything over anymore. Um, he's a bit of a furry ball. So, ball. so that removed two thirds of the conflicts, which was the cheddar Remy <laughs> Nacho triangle. Two sides of that triangle are gone. Uh, and so we had, it's not a love triangle. It's a conflict, conflict triangle. triangle. So we still had Remy and, uh, cheddar. And they've been doing pretty good. Um, Remy is doing a great job, I gotta say. He is, like, trying to play with Cheddar a little bit. Cheddar doesn't really know what's going on. He has been quite patient with Cheddar. There have been times where Cheddar's, because he's blind, like, walking around and, like, running into things. Or Remy will get stressed. And Remy leaves. He like He's like, I'm going to go in the kitchen right now. Like you can tell he clearly is like avoiding getting more stressed, which is not a thing that he was doing before. So b major points to Remy for not causing any problems at all with Cheddar. Yeah. That that's said. Great. That's great. He's, he just now went into the kitchen by himself yeah. too. So, and then Cheddar's on the couch. So, you know, this, this may be a, a good thing for him to, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the thing that was worrying me last night, like Cheddar was zonked out in the living room and Remy was zonked out in the bedroom and it was bedtime. And I'm like, I'm not going to wake anybody up, but Cheddar could totally come wandering into the bedroom and step on a bunch of dogs, including Remy. And I don't think Remy would take that well. Right. Like if Hopper, he Cheddar has stepped on Hops and Brody and Guac and they don't really like it. But they're just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Remy, I think, would react to it. And so at some point last night, Cheddar got up. It was probably like 1 a.m. And I heard him drinking and he was walking around. And I was like, okay, this is the chance to put him in the office. Uh, which I did because you can close the door. And then he scratched at the door for like five minutes. And uh, I had a little mm. panic attack because I'm like, I can't deal with that anymore. Uh, no. But uh, so it's not that Cheddar's doing anything wrong, but he is very, he's, Velcro dog is not the right term for him. He wants to, he wants to enter my skin and exist inside my body. That's how much he, he wants to be with me. All. Hmm. He might be a parasite, yeah, alien parasite. All the time. <laughs> There's, 
unless if he's sleeping, then he's not trying to merge into my skin. But the rest of the time he is, and he's kind of jealous. So like if I'm petting Remy, I've been while I have personally been very stressed, I have outwardly been extremely soothing the last few days, just being like, "You guys are all doing such a good job." Like Remy, I'm so proud of you. I think they can tell. And I'm. I think they can tell. uh, So I'll be like petting Remy, who's coming to me for reassurance because he's stressed out and he wants to make sure he's doing the right thing. And then Cheddar's like, uh, I please will insert myself between you and Remy. And I'm like, don't let the faces get next to each other. Don't let the faces get next to each other. That's the worst. That's the worst thing. And and Cheddar is kind of always seeking me out and, and needs attention. And I think if he were an only dog or if there were two dogs, like it would be fine. He's like a needy dog and that's okay. But I definitely was noticing like yesterday that Hops and Vink and Guac and Brody also need attention and they're not getting any of it because all of my attention was going either to Cheddar or to managing Cheddar and Remy. So that's not to say that uh, he's not going to get better, right? It could be that like with more settling in time, Remy and Cheddar will continue to be peaceful and coexist okay without needing quite as much intervention and cheddar may settle the fuck down he's not settled right now i you know he's very needy right now but a big part of that is certainly that he's just anxious and we'll see how how much he just settles in but i don't think it's a tenable situation if things stay like this to have him as a permanent resident what are your thoughts about that ingo Yeah, I mean, anytime we, we would have to separate out a dog or or separate out two dogs from each other, I mean, I don't think that's a, a permanent solution, right? The, the dogs should all be able to coexist without our having to worry that they'll get into some snit. And that's always been sort of a guiding principle. And we've had fosters where they clearly did not qualify for that for one reason or another. And we've said, you know, they would be better served in, a, in an environment without other dogs, without the possibility of a snit, without yep. stressing out our dogs. So uh, it, it still remains to be seen. And, you know, I think tomorrow we'll at least know if this is a decision that we're going to make right away or, you know, if he needs the surgery, he's going to be around for a few more months with us. Um, yeah. And, and it may change if he can see. I mean, who knows, right? He's, he's very tentative and stuff when he, when he can't see and he steps on people because he can't see. Yeah. So I have two things to say about that. One of them is, um, you know, if he, if he gets this surgery, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week, like he'll need to do a couple weeks of antibiotics and then the surgery. And then there's like several months of follow-up after the surgery. So he'll be with us for a while. And that may be enough time for everybody to settle in and, you know, by taking him as a foster, we committed to getting him through all of his medical stuff. And that includes the surgery if they can do it. And so he'll be here for a while and we'll figure it out. Um, if he doesn't need the surgery, then uh, I love him a lot, but it seems like he'd currently be much better off where he's, you know, more of the focus, where he's got someone who can give him way more attention that he can get in our house. And, you know, even though like, sure, if we just stuck it out for like six months, like maybe it would work out. But like we got a lot of other care to give the other dogs in those six months to to just kind of wait and see. Right. And there's yeah, it's not it's not fair to have like hops miserable because we're not petting her enough for a guac looking at us with those big eyes 
and not getting the the attention he needs, right? That's 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 a long six months for those guys. And they are definitely noticing it now. Like Brody is mm-hmm. more stressed. Uh, Hops and Guac are feeling kind of neglected. You know, Vink is Vink. Like nothing, <laughs> nothing bothers her. Well, we have a story about Vink with her update, but yeah. yeah. Um. So I, you know, we haven't made any decisions yet. But just like from the last couple days, I'm glad that things are easier. But if he does not qualify for the cataract surgery, my feeling is we probably will put him up for adoption very soon. Uh, I think a lot of people want him. And, and the other, you know, I said there were two things that I had in response to your comment. The other one is that we've kind of been trying to figure out how old he is. When we picked him up, they said 10. And then after he got neutered and he had this really strong reaction to the anesthesia, the thought was like, well, maybe he's a very, very old dog. And that's why he's having this reaction. But then like last week you talked about him counter surfing. And as he's settling in more, he's sleeping way less which is, you know, he was just sleeping all the time for the first week, uh, which some yeah. dogs do when they're really stressed out. So he's sleeping way less. Uh, but he also is like jumping up. Like I had him out on the porch last night and he was like jumping up on the glass because he didn't want to be out there and like scratching oh, at it, kind of bouncing around today. So I think he's, I mean, <laughs> he's an old dog, but I think he's like nine or 10. I don't think he's 12 or 13 or 14. back to the sort of original estimate or whatever he came with, which was 10-ish. Yeah. I mean, he's got a white face and he, his teeth are worn, you know, yeah, like, nubby. Um, so he's older, but I don't think he's 12. I don't know a lot of 12 year olds. I mean, some, right. But they're not, they don't have like the kind of ups and bounces that he does. Um, but I it's think. It's so weird that we don't, we just don't know. Yeah. That there's just no way to. <laughs> and I, th- I think you know you were talking about his blindness like he's tentative with everything because he's blind because he cannot see where he's going and it makes yeah. him look like he's moving like an old dog because he's really tentative but that's only because he's blind it's not because he actually is like a tentative walker once he knows that he's like out in the open and fine he's kind of bouncing and prancing around <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that's true i think i think what we'll have is like a very healthy nine or 10 year old dog who's blind, which is a really good kind of like, maybe I'm interested in special needs dog starter pack. You know? <laughs> I mean, he's not diabetic. <laughs> he doesn't need, you know, anything. The medicines are cheap. You know, he doesn't. He's really not even on any medicine. Expensive. I guess he's on one eye drop. Yeah. That's it. I mean, he doesn't need a That's lot of good. care. Uh, he just needs a lot of like attention and, and he needs support, right? He needs somebody who's going to be patient with him and, um, you know, create an environment that's good for him. It's definitely more work than having a not blind dog. Uh, but you know, I think a lot of people see, you know, even if you get a dog, who's got some problems, like they can be great and he would be, I mean, he is a great dog and he would be a great dog for anybody. And he's just, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm going to, I have a concluding remarks. All right. I was just going to say like (laughs) last week we were talking about, you know, what is the right house for Nacho and the right house for Cheddar is entirely different. He could be in a house without a yard. He could be in an apartment. He can do stairs. Okay. You know, he needs to learn to do them, but he's not, he doesn't have any physical limitations that keep him from doing the stairs. Um, He can be alone for a decent amount of time. Like he, he needs love, but he is fine. Just like sleeping. So, you know, doesn't need a lot of activity. He could just be a dog that you take out, 
you know, take for a couple short walks and a couple pee breaks and hang out with him in the living room, that'd be fine for him. So he could, he could go to like a way wider range of homes and be really happy compared to Nacho who needs, you know, a lot more like activity and stimulation and, you know, has more restrictions in a way. That's right. I, I just want to say your experience with him is so different than my experience with him. He, he is, he is like walking away from me. <laughs> I'm calling him and he's walking. He'd rather walk into the bushes, into the Rika palms <laughs> than come to me right now. So it's, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's a weirdly different. He's not Velcro to me. He's indifferent to me and he'll, he'll accept the bowl of food if I push it towards him, but not from <laughs> my hand. He doesn't like a treat from my hand. He prefers it on the floor. He does not, he does not react to me the way he reacts to you, which is just to say he's not Velcro with me. I recommend uh, so. using a higher voice. I've, I've tried i'm doing the like play voice in the high that's all i can do i got i'm as high as i can get it's not it's not the voice it's you know he likes you and he hasn't warmed to me yet because i'm the one who sticks him in the car and picks him up and well uh, i'm also awesome yes that's right <laughs> you, you he has correctly assessed that you are awesome the downside is now he won't leave you alone. <laughs> that is true. Well, he's gonna so have to. Me. He's gonna have to get his attention from somewhere because I'm gone for a week. So. Yes. Well, well, you'll just have to FaceTime with him. You know, that's all. Yeah. All right. I guess we don't need the video. <laughs> for him. Let's t- <laughs> let's tell the Vink story. So, on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> This is embarrassing. I gotta say, I'm embarrassed about this. No, it was Sunday. So Sunday, Sunday. uh, Ingo was downstairs working out on the erg, right Mm -hmm. around dinner time. So I fed all the dogs dinner at like five, and then everybody needs to go out after dinner, and we take them in shifts because you can't just let all six or seven dogs out at once. So I took the first shift out, which I think was like Guac and Nacho and Vink. And mm-hmm. so the three dogs come downstairs. They can maybe all... Brody too. No, no, no. It sure. was just three. Oh, stair dogs. They yeah, stair they dogs. go down the stairs. Um, and of course, like Guac and Nacho immediately run up to Ingo, who's trying to erg. He's on the rowing machine, and they're like, "Hello, yes, hello." And, <laughs> and I'm it's, like... a, it's fine. I mean, I can handle the interruption, but it's yeah, it's it's, it's fun. And like, then Nacho's it's like circus. trying to sneak around the fence into the neighbor's yard. And other dogs want to go out. So I like heard Nacho and Guac back up the stairs. And then I bring Brody, you know, and then we get Remy. Got to do the exchange. And dogs. The elevator. Yeah, yeah. And chatter. So everybody's getting their turn and we're doing the, you know, everybody's put Nacho in the crate and then do this and then move everybody around. And so then I, I'm done working out. I come up. You shower. come up, you're showering. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to walk all the dogs who walk, which is generally at this point, Remy uh guac and nacho for varying lengths However, sometimes nacho twice yeah sometimes nacho twice so i do all the dog walks and at this point so it's like five when i fed them dinner it's five thirty when i bring them out and it's eight eight thirty when i'm back from all the walkies yeah and we may have had dinner in the in the no no we hadn't had dinner period. yet no okay uh so i do all the dog stuff and i'm getting ready to make dinner i'm like oh my god it's eight thirty. we need to have dinner 
And I get a call from Wayne, our neighbor next door. This is the neighbors who have the pool that have invited us to swim in the pool and they're not there. They're down for a couple weeks now. Um, they have a couple people with them. I think one somebody's brother and sister-in-law. So they're visiting. And so there's four people over there. And uh, and Wayne calls. And he calls fairly often for little stuff, right? Oh, can I show you yeah, this? Like, can, or you guys want to come over for drinks? This? Yeah. Or, yeah. Do you guys need some dirt? Yeah. yeah. That sort of stuff. Uh, it, it's always lovely to hear from him. And I was like, hey, Wayne, how's it going? He's like, good. He's like, it's good, Miss Jen. Um, I just wanted to make sure you knew that Vink's over here. I, we're having a great time with her, but I wasn't sure if you knew she was here. And I was like, when the fuck did Vink get over there? And the answer was what? when I took her out at 530. She had been there for three hours. She went around the fence while I was wrangling guacanacho. She comes into the pool they're all out there in the pool she gets in the pool with them swims some laps they love her she's the freaking star oh my god they were so excited i mean i heard them talking to a dog in the middle of the evening and i was like i didn't know one of them brought a dog that's weird they must have a little (laughs) dog that they got on the plane no they're like oh yeah she went swimming like four different times and then she watched the sunset and then we brought they brought her in the house and had dinner and we're like feeding her steak and then Steak. they're she like had a T-bone. Yeah. I didn't have T-bone. They sent home a literal doggy bag with like a T-bone steak bone and some steak two. bits. Two. There's two, two of them in there. Giant T-bone steak bone. <laughs> so I, show I up. was jealous. <laughs> they were giving me the bag and I was like, you know, guys, I'm a vegetarian. So we never have meat in the house. And I'm going to have to make sure that Ingo doesn't eat some of this steak. And like later in the night, Ingo's like, I ate some of that steak out of Ink's doggy bag. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I told them you were eating some. Bag of steak <laughs> in the fridge. I'm going to eat it. They sent a bag of steak home with her. I'm in the house. She's like wet and like running around to all of them. And I was like, you know, I talked to them for probably 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, all right, Vink, it's time to go. And she starts backing away from me. Like when I was a kid <laughs> and I'd be at my grandma's house and my mom would come pick me up and I'd hide behind the couch, like hoping that my mom wouldn't find me and I'd get to stay. That's what Vink was doing. She's like, this place is great. There's a pool. Everybody pays attention to me. They give me steak. <laughs> it is so embarrassing that we didn't know she was gone. Three so she's always, hours. She's always sleeping somewhere, though. She's usually like around the corner sleeping. We she have. She doesn't participate in our activities. She's just off somewhere doing her thing. So three hours, you don't really know that Vink's not there. She could have run She's away. So she could have been abducted. Oh. We had no idea she was gone. She could have been in Miami, Jen. She could have made <laughs> it all the way been. to Miami. <laughs> Someone could have tossed her in the back seat and driven her up to Coconut oh, she Grove. Hitchhiked. Oh she would have hitchhiked. It wouldn't have been tossed. It was she so embarrassing. Like, Please take me to Miami. <laughs> and I went in the house and she's like, hi, Jen, this is my house. Check out all these people. They're so nice. <laughs> you want some steak, Jen? <laughs> Three hours. She was just over there swimming in the pool, getting loved on, watching the sunset, oh, eating God. steak. She's like a bad teenager. She's like, I'm going over to the neighbors. They're cool. The, you guys suck. <laughs> Rhonda, the Wayne's wife. She's like, at some point I brought her out on the front porch to just see if maybe she wanted to go home and they have a little bench out on their front porch. She's like, and I sat down and she just curled up and laid down on top of my feet and went to sleep. Oh, She's like, this, hi, new mom. That's where I live now. Devil. <laughs> she is such an anarchist. Uh, She's just like, this is the best, guys. The most epic escape ever. But they, they're like, yeah, at one point she tried going, you know, the next house over. And so, you know, we kept an eye on her. We made sure she didn't go one over there. further away. She's yeah. like, maybe they have even more steak. Going on an adventure. And they're like, no, 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 Vink. This is as adventure as it gets. Come have some steak. I am mortified because that means <laughs> they were taking better care of Vink 
than we did. <laughs> Which, uh, look, we bring this up because we are very much not proud of this happening, but it is a sign that the really current proud. dog situation is very not okay. Right? Like, this should never happen. I'm not at all surprised that it happened given the current situation, but it means that, like, we've got way too many dogs. And, and, and it's not just the number, right? It's the configuration. Like, these dogs are too much for us to deal with. There's a couple dogs that demand too much and too much attention and it robs everyone else of supervision bank yeah. uh, and attention hops brody quack yeah so anyway um nacho is visiting a potential adoptive home tomorrow i don't want to say too much about them you know if they do end up adopting him i'll, I'll give a little more detail but they're going to stay anonymous i think um is there not enough that you think there's there's a there's a on paper, a chance that they'll this a match. It is nearly an ideal household. They have another dog. They have a nine-year-old golden retriever. And so the only question is, how does Nacho get along with that dog? Like, if there's no tension, yep. they play well, it's fine. Um, it, I think it will be great. I mean, the, it seems like an, a really fantastic match that would give him a lot of happiness. Uh, but if there's any tension with that dog, then we're not solving any problems for him. And we will wait yep. and see. So um, we're going to go visit them tomorrow. And uh, Cheddar will find out tomorrow if he's staying for a few more months or if we'll also get him listed up on the great website. Um, I expect Cheddar not to get necessarily as much interest as Guac. So, you know, reminder, if you're in the vaguely DC area and you're maybe interested in him... Uh, you apply to adopt with great and you know, let us know if you're thinking about doing that just so we kind of know what to expect. But um, now with no fleas, that's right. Flea free. He's Much like improved. Smells good now. Yeah. Doesn't smell weird anymore. I, I go into my office dirty. and I'm, yeah, I'm not like, Ooh, locker room. No, no, it smells fine now. Yeah. Poor guy. So, that's that. And the only other update is um, we are going to do that. Oh, I guess some good information. Um, I think Dr. Christine Wong, friend of the squad, yes. I think it was her who tweeted at me and said the test that we have to do, the way, because I was like, they're doing this test and I don't really understand how it works. The way that the test works apparently is that you measure the cortisol and then you give them this injection and the injection is supposed to spur cortisol production. It's supposed to make your adrenal glands produce cortisol. And so if the adrenal glands are working right, you give them this injection and then they should have more cortisol at the end because they have been stimulated to produce it. And if the adrenal yeah. glands are not working right, then they will not have the right amount of more cortisol after the injection. So it's you measure this it. Is you Remy. Inject. This is for Remy. Yeah. Do we have a date for that? No, they, so I talked to Dr. Lisa, who's the vet who's taking care of him, I think on Monday morning, and they're just waiting to get that drug to do the test. They had to order it because they don't have it in the clinic. Um, she thought it might even come in on Monday. I haven't heard from them yet, um, but the hope was that we would do it this week. So maybe on Friday he'll get to do it, but we're just waiting for that to arrive. That's uh, not in Miami. That's just marathons. That's just marathons. That's an hour away, 45 minutes. So uh yeah that's well hopefully we'll have updates next week on that for him too okay i may have to take um cheddar out he just woke up oh okay rolled off the couch cheddar cheddar oh he laid back down never mind <laughs> okay we're good 
Uh, you have anything else you want to add to dog updates? Dog updates. No, I mean, everyone seems to be holding it together from my, from my angle here. Um, good, but yeah, they're all, you know, it's a bit of a juggling act. All right. Let us move then to ramblings where I have some very profound updates for us. Oh, excellent. All right. Last week, we were talking. Oh, I do have one dog update. I'm so sorry about this, but this is how my brain. This is classic Ingo. Just, just as a little note. This morning, I had to get up early for the flight back. You know, be at the airport by seven, and you know, I had so I had an alarm set for early, and half an hour before my alarm was set to go off, Nacho fell out of the bed <laughs> and woke me up. <laughs> Thump. I mean, he just full on just slipped off and went cut thump so loud that it woke me up and I thought well thanks I guess for previewing the alarm so we did get up early but Nacho still is rolling off things oh Nacho just wanted to drop that there because I think it's such a like classic move that's a good good addition to dog updates he's such a doofus alright you ready for ramblings Yes, yes, sorry. Last no no, that's good. That was a good update. Last week we talked about the uh the fish scandal again and how they're gonna start using both X rays and polygraphs and voice stress analysis to catch cheaters at the fishing tournaments. <laughs> and the one of the I, mean, I think it seems like the X rays and the you know, checking for weights is the main way. The polygraph seems different and not as direct. I yeah. agree. Uh that said, we were talking about uh, the upcoming fishing tournaments that are using this technology, and one of them was the Blaster Brawl, and we spent quite a lot of time last week investigating Blaster. Blaster. Yeah. Uh, I have new <laughs> updates. So for those of you who don't remember, so good. Blaster is a product. It is a spray that is um, a lubricant penetrant. and a penetrant. It is for dealing with rusty things. So several people have shared good information because we were wondering, like, how do you pronounce it? What is the apostrophe? Because it's B apostrophe Laster. How do you yep. say that? Is it Belaster? Is it B Laster? Uh, what's the apostrophe for? I have two things. <laughs> All right. I got to switch over great. my notes here. All right. First, friend of the squad, yeah. f- friend of the squad Phoenix says, hi, Golden Ratio. I actually know about PB Blaster because they were one of the sponsors of the Cleveland Guardians radio baseball cast. The radio ads were um, in line with your research on their website, <laughs> which I guess is it's a <laughs> lubricant and a penetrant. Per their, <laughs> per their ads, the uh, apostrophe does not get pronounced. So PB Blaster. Okay. Okay. The PB in PB Blaster, which is the main product, is doesn't stand for anything. It's just like a part number from when they first created it was PB Blaster. Oh, it's not lead. No, <laughs> no. So, okay. so the PB doesn't mean anything. And then friend of the squad Lisa emailed me because I was like, all right, like I understand that I just say Blaster. I don't say the apostrophe, but why is there an apostrophe? Like, what's it for? So. A friend of the squad, Lisa, shared this amazing article called The Legend of PB Blaster by Eric Schilling. <laughs> and I have a, an amazing excerpt from it that I want to read. Okay. Uh, this is great. So I skipped research. the first few paragraphs, but this is, it sort of picks up here. 
And he writes, I can't remember my first encounter with PB Blaster, but my enduring memories of it from childhood are like bad PB Blaster commercials. We're trying to loosen a seized nut and keep soaking it with WD-40 before someone in the garage, probably my uncle, has the good sense to grab a can of Blaster. We spray Blaster on it, wait a few seconds, and then loose like magic. Blaster, my dad would say with a shake of his head. Blaster, my uncle would repeat in solemn agreement. <laughs> there was never enough blaster. Using it was calling in the big gun. If blaster didn't work, nothing would. That meant the unpleasant business of bolt cutting. We knew it was an Ohio product, but never bothered to investigate beyond that. You could read the label, overstuffed with all kinds of information and claims, but all it really tell you is that it had good vibes. You could tell that whoever made this stuff was more indie than corporate. It was lightning in a bottle, and I figured it was best not to ask too many questions. Until, recently, I did. Quote, That little insignia, the apostrophe, is just a talking point, Randy Pinder, president and CEO of the company, told me last month. <laughs> it has a crazy label. At one point, 32 or 33 grammatical or typographic errors on it. So there you go. The apostrophe is to do exactly what we did, which is go, what the hell is that apostrophe for? How do you say it? What is it called? Why is it there? There's no reason. It's just a, a fun thing to make you talk about it. Oh, it means they nothing. Got me. Yeah, they got us both. They got me. So it's pronounced I blaster. And <laughs> it's pronounced blaster. And uh, the apostrophe doesn't mean a damn thing. And if, I, if we had a product that we could read their label and be absurd and grammatically creative yeah wow i know wow i know nice work pb blaster so you did it so now we know how to say it and that the apostrophe doesn't mean anything and i now think i should get some i mean it sounds like a good thing to have dude if wd-40 doesn't help and pb blaster does i want the pb blaster lubricant and penetrant w40 is is like the the silk glove. Maybe we need a hammer sometimes. <laughs> well, I support sometimes you getting you some sophistication. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's the ramblings for this week. This uh, is good stuff. And then good stuff. Yes, for taste of the keys. Um, I just wanted to talk about our final fantasy fest experience we recorded last week after we went to the locals parade and right before we went to the actual parade parade and and i was like i don't know if we're going to the parade because it starts in an hour and 20 minutes and you're like let's go and it actually started in like three hours the schedule said an hour and 20 minutes and it just took them a while to get going um we had time to like the parade should have started half an hour ago let's go get a frozen irish coffee from the bar a mile away walk there yes. get the frozen coffee walk back and the parade still hadn't started yet um, but there were people there were like people with lawn chairs set up yeah to watch the parade they must have been there three hours early yeah for a parade that started an hour late and it was not necessary no like they were sponsored it's key west it's not new york so we went in costume and and that is what my little taste of the keys is about so on the drive-in we're listening to um the local radio section radio station wxkw used to be called the x and we will just refer to it as the x um and they've got That's we've right. talked about it before where like sometimes you hear somebody's skype call or youtube videos or there's yeah, just there's been dead air like 10 minutes of dead air <laughs> they're drunk 
often actually (laughs) it's a feature yeah Uh, they get drunk and then they broadcast yeah and so they were doing a live broadcast from the parade at like the stand with the judges or whatever the grandstand the grandstand the parade grandstand every parade has a grandstand that features local local celebrities and judges yeah so they are doing a live broadcast and also it is being piped out to the crowd around the grandstand so if you were listening to the radio you would hear it and also you can hear it if you're walking past so our costumes this year uh i was pennywise the clown from it you should be proud of these costumes i really should i'm really pleased i mean i was just looking for costumes for myself and i found a great pennywise costume that i got and i loved it and i was like it's always fun to do a couple's costume. What could Ingo be? And uh, oh, I love I love being the sidekick. I mean, <laughs> you really this do. Surprising no one. You legit love it. Oh, but Ingo always yeah. wants his his face covered, his head covered. So he always goes for Ideally. mascot costumes. Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, there isn't one of those. But you can be Georgie, the little brother who gets murdered by Pennywise the clown at the very beginning of it. And the uh, kid in the who goes into the sewer. Who goes in the sewer? And he's the whole thing of that story and the iconography from either movie is that he's in a big yellow raincoat and he goes out um like at the end of a rainstorm with a paper boat that goes down the sewer and pennywise the clown loops him in and kills him so we got ingo a big yellow raincoat from amazon it was like a ten dollar costume and uh we got a couple red helium balloons i we actually got four so ingo had one and i had the other three um and it was a great costume. I put the clown makeup on and it was very interesting because we're like walking down the street, like going to get our frozen Irish coffee and people knew what the costumes were. And then they would look at me and they'd be like, oh, hi. And I would just smile at them. But it's a very creepy smile when you've got the creepy evil clown makeup on and uh, and people would get real scared looking when I, <laughs> I flashed a big smile. It was very unnerving for them. Yeah. It was because like, a lot of power. I usually... Um, like if I flash a big smile at someone, it is usually disarming and people smile back, right? I have a thing I have noticed about myself is I have one of those smiles where if like people say a thing to me and I give them a big smile, it makes them happy. Like it's a smile that people respond to. And and so I'm kind of used yeah. to that and I smile at people a lot. And uh, it was a very different experience in in the costume this weekend where people would sort of recoil a little bit. Uh <laughs> Uh, but we had a good time, and people loved like the combo of us. Uh, we... I'm six foot two, and you're not. Yes, <laughs> quite not. Um, we did run into. There's mostly not kids at Fantasy Fest, but there were a few kids at the parade, and we ran into a family that was sitting on the curb, and the parents knew who I was, and the kid obviously didn't and shouldn't. How old do you think that kid was? <laughs> four, five? Yeah, a four, little kid. Three or four? Yeah, and, little. And so, you know, we're walking past the parents like, oh, those are great costumes. And I was like, thanks. And they're like, look at the clown, honey. Look at his Pennywise the clown. And he's like, uh-huh. And I was like, you want a balloon? And they're like, <laughs> and they're like oh, the you want a balloon? Say, what a great day. I like, I know I should not accept a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they did take the a balloon. Just like, balloon. The, yeah. the kid was very happy about it. And it was pretty hilarious to be like Pennywise the Clown giving a red helium balloon to this like little kid who's like, oh, thanks for the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> but right after that, we're walking past the grandstand on the opposite side of the street. And the drunk guy... Yeah, we're not in the parade. No, we're just we're on the sidewalk spectators. across the street. Uh, the sound man from hell is the 
name, <laughs> sc- name, screen name, whatever, radio name of the guy who does all this live stuff. Name. Yeah. And he yells, this would have been on the air if you were listening, but also is broadcast to everyone like, you in the raincoat, what are you, the Morton Salt Girl? And we're like, are they, <laughs> are they talking to Ingo? And the people around us are like, you guys are from it, right? And we're like, yeah, we're from it. And he's up there like, what, what are you supposed to be? Are you a duck? And we're like, what, <laughs> what's wrong with this guy? And someone else on the stage is like, no, it's like the, you know, they're the clown from the Stephen King thing, and that's the kid. And he yeah, obviously has yeah. no idea what it is. And uh, he's like, oh, you're from, and I'm sure he's drunk. You're from the Stephen King movie. And, he's, and the lady's like, yeah, she's supposed to be an evil clown, but she like looks too cute to be an evil clown. And he goes, I'd watch the remake of, I'd watch your guy's remake of that movie. Right? Is that what he said? <laughs> I think that's the exact yes. quote. Oh, if you guys are going to remake anyway. that movie, I'd watch the remake. And I was like, man, no, there's so many <laughs> things wrong with that. No. <laughs> like pornifying it. All of a sudden, we're the main character. We were just trying to watch the parade as spectators. <laughs> and for a brief moment, we were thrust in the main character role. And I didn't like it. He's like, who are you? And then he figures out who we are. And then he's like, you guys should make porn and I'd watch. Which I guess are is you a the Mal- Morton Salt girl is really dating himself, too. Oh, my <laughs> Come God. Come on, dude. Uh, so anyway, there that was our little parade we did experience. We some, some kids who were like, pointed at us and went eat 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 i I mean they were spanish speakers yeah yeah they were tourists there you know it was hilarious though yeah that was that was good yeah i mean there were a lot it was they were impressed not scared like uh, we've been ghostbusters we were the tooth fairy and the easter bunny we were anthony and cleopatra like we've done a lot of costumes but this one by far got the most reaction from people yeah and your makeup was stylized like you didn't go for the most creepy either you just went like you did just that exactly little red curve and enough the, yeah 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 and the, and the lips and, the, and the, but you didn't like try to make it as terrifying as as that freaking clown is in the movie i mean his you, makeup was still pretty, terrifying his makeup is pretty simple i didn't do like the white underface but i yeah. like all he basically has is the like curvy red like line off of his lips like that's it He's he's just a very creepy guy, and he's just very creepy. And then there's some things where he has pointy teeth and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things where he just like ends up real weird. Yeah, I didn't do those. You did a, that was an no, it was good. I mean, everybody got what it was. No one was like, "Oh, you're a clown." Like they all knew exactly which clown I was. So yeah, the red balloon I think really ties it together. Yep. I mean, helium balloons are one. bad, you guys. But um, I was like, if we have four balloons, we are not responsible for the helium shortage. But I did feel bad about correct. it, so that's something. That's correct. Um, all right, Ingo, German word of the week. <clears throat> well, I was driving all day Monday, as I do, as I've been doing. Um, so the word of the week is driving related. It's Schlagloch. <clears throat> Ooh, that's a good one. Had. Schlagloch. Yeah, and it's um, pothole. <laughs> Except the German word is it means. The hole that hits you. Like oh, that's sma- funny. That smacks you. That 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 hits you like like a, with a bat. It's it you know it hits you. So it's less about describing the hole and more about what it does to your car, which is to just smack smack it. Schlagloch. Yeah. That's pretty good. The hitting hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, do you so have that's, anything? That's the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
not too not too theoretical there. Just it was like as I was driving and bumps were you know going over the bumps and geez, from driving the RV we know like every bump on ninety five up and down too. No, like, oh, there's this. Hey, look, they're testing the stripes on this. <laughs> yeah, there is the, that this, strip. This mile where they do like the stripes. Oh, better get in the left lane. Get away from the stripe testing. Because <laughs> it's like rumble strips, little rumbly strips. Indeed. Um, I don't think I have anything huge. Yeah. I, as I was doing some laundry this week, I was thinking about the virtues of bleach. <laughs> and how awesome bleach is and we just ordered some more we just got another gallon of bleach but like it smells good kills bacteria it fights mold what do we do before bleach i don't know <laughs> it's man. really good i mean it's powerful i've i've put holes in things i've definitely bleached colors out of my and your things but we did have to have a talk that bleaches for only things that are white uh yeah or or at least only my white. things that are white Yes. No, I had and I had some things. I was sloppy with the bleach for a while around the around the washer or it would leave bleach drops, I think, that then yeah. would get into the next load. So speaking gotten, of things have gotten better. It, yeah. it they definitely have. Uh if you're bleaching in this week then I'm away the shower curtain needs to be bleached. Excellent. But I just oh, th- what made me think of it is we have a cleaner, Clorox cleaner that's bleach that has bleach in it. Like, mm-hmm. So if you spray like the bathroom with it, yeah. it smells like bleach, which smells clean. I don't know what the association is there. Because you clean stuff with bleach, if, man. If something has a bleach smell, maybe like ammonia. Except ammonia is gross. Yeah. Ammonia smells institutional. Bleach just smells sanitized. <laughs> sanitized. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of bleach. I think I would use it more if it didn't actually mess up all the colors. I got to say, this is a perfect Ingo Corner discussion point. Bleach. It's really great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wrong. I'm just out of context. I'm fine with this. I'm fine with myself on this one. I think you're great, Ingo. I love you. I did not have a mind eraser, but I've had a few beers. That's good. So, yeah. My mind? Kind of erased. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Also, I've been traveling a lot in the last few days yeah it's all a little wild right now crazy yeah all right everyone yeah. well thank you for listening ingo thanks for doing this recording uh we'll probably do actually next what week are you thanking me for i'm the pro i'm part of this team i know right? i'm just like grateful to you know get a chance to talk to you i'm totally in on this yep. i was i think this is the best thank you okay uh no. And until next time, Slava Ukraini, and don't bet anyone unless they ask you to. No, don't. Be very careful. You get consent. Bye. Bye.